Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Craft. This is episode 21, and for today's episode, I really just want to be a little bit more casual. I want to talk about a few things that I have um, here on my list, Um, but I'd also really like the opportunity to just, like I said, be a little bit more casual and maybe not be as stiff and structured as past episodes have been. So before we get into our topics for today, I did want to shout out a couple of small businesses, three actually to be precise. Um, So let me go ahead and do that. Everyone is all buzzed about Shadow and Bone on Netflix, a new series based on a trilogy and then an accompanied duology. And this shop has such amazing merch. Um, to get you in the Grishaverse spirit. Moonlight and Metaphors is a shop that I've talked about before. You can find them on Etsy and on Instagram at Moonlight and Metaphors. And I absolutely love this shop, but if you are at all into these fandoms or any other bookish fandoms, to be honest, you'll find exactly what you're looking for at Moonlight and Metaphors. Now, confession, I have not read nor have I watched Shadow and Bone as of yet. Um, But based on all of this hype, I'm thinking I might have to. So let me know if that's something that I should get into. But again, if you're looking for amazing bookish merch, go to Moonlight and Metaphors on Etsy and on Instagram. The next shop I have talked about before, it is Lavender and Loon, again on Etsy and on Instagram. They are a luxury handmade candle and apothecary shop. Um, I absolutely love their stuff. I've talked about it in the past. I am obsessed with their Practical Magic line. Um, I recently purchased a headache relief roller ball. Um, which I swear by because I was popping Advil like it was candy, but now I have a more natural um, way of relieving my headaches, and I absolutely love that. They too have released some Grisherverse-themed candles, and I'm so excited to share that shop with you. So again, go check out Lavender and Loon on Etsy and on Instagram. And last but not least, if you love crystals like I love crystals, then go check out gemstone.spirit on Instagram for all of your crystal needs. Um, They have some really awesome pieces right now. They do live sales over on Instagram. So go ahead and check them out. Again, that is gemstone.spirit. Now, I cannot wait to get into this episode. I have lots to cover. Um, so firstly, how are you guys? How am I doing? I have kind of exploded with things to do recently and I love it. I have a purpose again, which, um, besides podcast episodes and, you know, reading and things like that, applying for jobs, um, I have not really felt like I had a reason to, get up every morning, you know what I mean? Like something to do to motivate me to get things done in the day. Um, And I have had that over the last 
three weeks or so, maybe a little bit longer. And I'm just loving having that purpose back. And it reminds me of the last episode where I did the first reviews and recommendations and talked about Gutter Child by J.L. Richardson. And there was a line in that book about purpose. And I was reminded of that line as I kind of fell into a new rhythm as I, you know, gained purpose again. And that line I want to share with you, it is, happiness is like sugar, sweet but quick to go, but purpose is really something. Purpose gets you through whatever comes. And I just love that line. It spoke to me and I just felt it all over again. Um, so yes, that's a little bit about what's been going on with my life. Um, but we'll get into a little bit more detail because I do want to talk about Camp Nano. Now, for those who don't know, Camp Nano is a more relaxed version of NaNoWriMo. I think I did mention this on an earlier episode, and I mentioned that I wanted to participate. Now, I've never done NaNoWriMo before. Um, I've always been in school or had obligations, and that sort of writing schedule didn't fit into my life. But when I found out that they do a more relaxed version called camp in April and July, I took the opportunity to participate for April. Now, I did set a higher goal than I achieved. I had to scale back um, about halfway through the month just to be a little bit more realistic with my time and my energy um, because a few things came up as life happens. Um, and I was actually very satisfied with how that month turned out. And so I wanted to share a little bit about that with you guys. So for the month of April, I did write every single day. Um, whether that was a writing prompt, because I have banked a few writing prompts, um, that I've given you guys, um, that I hadn't done yet. So if I had some of those, I did some of those. Sometimes I wrote right into my manuscript and sometimes I did a little bit of both and getting into the habit of trying to write every day in some capacity, um, was interesting for me. So I've talked in the past about how you have to go with how your life is allowing you to, um, proceed at that moment. So if writing every day is only going to stress you out and kind of make your writing experience harder, then sticking to that is not necessarily good for your lifestyle. And that has been true for me in the past. But I did want to take this challenge. I did want to try and write every day. And I'm happy to say that I did. Um, even though I did have to lessen my goal, even though I wrote less than I um, had originally set out to, that's okay. And I'm taking the victory that I was able to write in some capacity every single day. Because of this challenge, I was able to work through a few of the kinks in my manuscript. I'm kind of pantsing my project at the moment. Uh, I started off with a a plan and um, an outline, but 
I got to the middle and that part's a little bit unknown. So writing every day and being aware that I had to write even though I you know, had that internal, I don't know what I'm going to write, um, kind of forced me to overcome some of those plot challenges. And I'm really happy about that as well. So overall, I had a lot of good personal victories with the month. Um, and again, like I said, there was some downfalls. I did have to lower my goal, but I can't say that I had a bad experience at all. I met some nice friends through our um, buddy system over on the camp website, on the NaNoWriMo website, and I am just very, very glad that I took the opportunity to try it out. And so now that I know what I've done the first time, um... I think I want to try again in July when the next round of camp happens. From now until then, I'm going to be a little bit more lenient with my writing and going back to um, not an everyday writing schedule, but, you know, a couple times a week, a little bit more often than that, um, depending on how busy my week is. And then in July, I'll go back to that goal of writing every single day and uh, see where that gets me. So I did notice over on the Camp NaNoWriMo website that if you want to try it out, if you want to set yourself a personal goal and be encouraged to stick to it, you can set a goal for any month. Um, So we are a little bit late in May, but that doesn't matter. If you would like to do this in May, you are able to. If you'd like to do it in June, you are able to. Or if you'd like to join me for another round of camp in July, um, definitely join. Let me know if you're on there. You can DM me at thecraft.podcast. And on that was on Instagram. And um, yeah, I'd love to talk to you guys about it. But uh, overall, it was a very good experience for me. And I'm very happy that I did that. I think I I do want to address this. I think the one thing that I missed um, challenging myself to write every day was a change of scenery. Um, For those who don't know, I'm in Ontario, so we are a mess right now. (laughs) We're in the middle of a huge lockdown and a huge another wave. Um, And basically, if you have any Canadian friends from Ontario, just send them virtual hugs because we're all going through it right now. But that being said, I wasn't, or because of that, um, I wasn't able to leave the house to write. Um, Obviously, we've all been in the pandemic for a year and a bit, and none of us have really, you know, had the opportunity to go to um, a coffee shop or a bookstore or anything like that and just sit and write like we might have used to, um, go to the library, you know, anything like that. Um, but I really felt it that I needed a change of scenery, especially because on the nano website, they, when you like, um, tick off some words off your goal, when you update your, your total word count, 
it asks you where you are writing (laughs) and writing on a laptop or in a notebook at home every single time, um, was, you know, kind of getting to me. I was missing the atmosphere of being in a different place. I know that when I like to write, um, I do a lot of staring off into space, um, or people watching or, um, landscape watching, you know, looking at the scenery and usually something will trigger an idea when I'm writing in, in an open or public setting. Um, when I'm writing from my bedroom, um, <laughs> uh, at my desk or, you know, on the bed, whatever, I have nothing to trigger, um, any sort of, writing or any ideas or any memories that I want to add and it gets monotonous really quickly. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing and, you know, circumstances don't allow it and that's fine. Um, but I did want to mention that I do miss being able to just write somewhere else. So if you're experiencing the same thing, let me know. We can, you know, complain about this together. And on a semi-related note, I actually put out my porch bench um, that I bought last year in the pandemic so that I have somewhere to go um, that's not my backyard or my bedroom. I have somewhere in the front now to go. Um, And this year I actually added to that furniture so I have another little seat they're specifically placed at a social distance. Um, so if you're a writer friend and you know who you are, um, text me and come with your laptop and we can sit outside um, when it's safe to do so and when it's not raining. And then maybe we can get a taste of how it used to be. Um, and for those who are facing the same sort of thing, um, you know, maybe that'll give you a little idea if you can pull up a patio chair somewhere um, and give yourself a little taste of how it was before all of this. I also wanted to mention cheekily that there's a book that will end up on my year in review um, that I rated five stars uh, a little bit back, a while back in um, April. And I wanted to mention it in case somebody is looking for a recommendation. I will not get into how much I loved it because this is not a reviews and recommendations um, episode, but I did want to mention it just because I loved it. And in case somebody else was looking for a specific book to read or looking for ideas, um, The book is The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk, and wow, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. You know the deal. (laughs) When I love a book, I say that repeatedly, Um, but it was so amazing, and I've since read a few other books, but like, I just can't get it out of my head. I do really love it. So if you're looking for a recommendation, uh, definitely check that out. And the last um, of these casual topics that I wanted to cover was the genre of gas lamp literature. 
So I think everybody has probably heard in some capacity about steampunk and the theme or subgenre or even like style of dress, the aesthetic of steampunk um, at some point. And you kind of have an idea of what that is, but it's essentially science fiction Victorian era mixed with technology in the industrial age kind of thing. <laughs> so eloquently described. Um, well, I stumbled into someone explaining gas lamp literature, and it was similar to steampunk in that it's set in the Victorian slash Edwardian time period. Um, which, for those who don't know, is when my manuscript is set. Um, but it's less science fiction and more fantasy. More specifically, like, low fantasy. So, which is maybe some werewolves kind of deal, but, like, nothing too outlandish completely. Um, and hello, that's, like, totally my manuscripts. <laughs> Um, so when I discovered that, I was like, I didn't realize that it had a name. And so I've just come across it, but I did want to mention it to you guys in case it's new to you guys as well, or maybe you know about it. And again, I'm asking you guys for a lot of feedback this episode, but let me know if you've already heard about it or if it's new to you. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was so cool. So I will be doing more research on that. And maybe if we're all interested, I can do an episode on that genre. So in this episode, we've gone through a whole lot and pretty much nothing at all. But I'm glad that we had a more casual episode just to kind of talk about everything all at once. Um, do go over to thecraft.podcast on Instagram. Uh, message me if you have any thoughts on this episode and uh, go ahead and give us a follow. Again, that's thecraft.podcast on Instagram. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in every two weeks to The Craft Podcast. If you have any suggestions for the show, do let me know. And if you are able to, please leave a review on iTunes. Spotify does not allow it for now. But do leave a review on iTunes if you are able. Um, I would so appreciate that. But that's all for today. And I want to thank you all for listening. As always, stay magical. Stay magical.